Good afternoon, baseball fans, and welcome to episode 49 of Sports Talk with Rags. And today we are joined here by ODU's head baseball coach, Chris Finwood. And we're definitely going to talk about his uh, stay here at, uh, at Old Dominion. But actually, I first uh, ran across Coach Finwood as he was uh, leading the VMI cadet baseball program there in the early 90s as my brother pitched for uh, Jim Farner at William & Mary and played VMI. So, Coach Finwood, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I think I might be having some technical difficulties here, but can you hear me? Yes, yes, we can hear you. All right, great. Awesome. So, hey, uh, so uh, so let's uh, let's start here. I, I see you're from uh, from the peninsula and uh, you're you're a crabber. They're uh, graduating from uh, Hampton High and then uh, went on to uh, VMI as a as a student and uh so just uh just talk about starting at vmi and then getting into coaching there in lexington yeah my dad ended up uh retiring over at langley air force base in hampton so moved there in junior high school uh went to hampton high played basketball and baseball there and uh was was lucky enough to get a scholarship to vmi uh to play baseball for donnie white and, um, you know, ended up having a good career, made all conference three of the four years I was there and uh, ended up in the in the Hall of Fame. So we won the won the conference uh, a couple of times my junior and senior year and had some good ball clubs. So I was uh, very fortunate to, to play on some good teams there with some great people. Right. Yes. And then when you uh, when you led the baseball program, uh, I know that you uh Recruited some of my brother's friends here from uh, rival high school here at Churchland in Portsmouth, uh, Brian Glenn and and Billy Goodrich. Uh, definitely some uh, some good pitchers. But uh, talk about leading the VMI uh, uh, baseball program there in the early '90s. Right. Well, we I was um, fortunate is a good way to put it. You know, I was the head coach at VMI at, at the age of 24. And um, I think at that point I might have been the youngest Division One head coach in the country, and so I didn't know what the heck I was doing. <laughs> Just worked hard, and like you said, we were able to get uh, you know some pretty good players in there. Ryan Glenn, who ended up in the big leagues with the Rangers, um, was was maybe VMI's first big leaguer um, in a long time, and uh, Billy Goodrich. They were both fantastic uh, pitchers, and Ryan Glenn was a, a two-way player for us. You know, pitched in and played outfield and hit in the middle of the lineup. He was a fantastic college player. So really developed. You know, I can remember watching him play over at Churchland High School, and uh, he was throwing maybe 83. And I, I think by the time he left VMI, he was throwing in the low to mid-90s. So he got bigger, stronger, better. And uh, we had a lot of kids do that. We had quite a few kids get drafted uh, in, in my three years as the head coach there. Right. Oh, well, that's good. Yes. And I see after you uh, – after you left VMI, had a couple of uh, assistant stints there at uh, there at VCU and uh, and Auburn, Auburn, and then yeah. uh, and then you got another uh, head coaching job there with uh, Western Kentucky. Yeah, Wood Seelig, who's our athletic director here uh, at ODU, was the athletic director at Western Kentucky, and 
you know, I was an assistant at Auburn and I'd gotten to know Wood through my good friend, Paul Keys at VCU. And, um, he called me and I went up and interviewed for the job and, uh, he, he hired me. So, you know, I've worked for Wood for 16 years now, uh, two, right. different, two different universities. And I think he's the best athletic director in the country. I love working for him. We, we have a special relationship. I, I feel very, very fortunate to be able to work for a guy like Wood. Yes. And, uh, and then as you, uh, even though you're from the peninsula, I mean, coming, uh, coming back home there and uh, getting the um, ODU job, I mean, it was, uh, it was right after an, an interim head coach had, had left. Uh, so talk about uh, getting, uh, getting hired here to lead the Old Dominion program. Well, would, uh, you know, hired me here to, to come in and kind of maybe rebuild the program. Uh, ODU program had, had not, you know, seen a lot of success in maybe the 10 years right before I got here. And, you know, we, uh, we've had some good years here, you know, obviously this past one being the best, but it's taken a little while. We, we've worked hard on building the relationships in the, in the area and, you know, getting the right kind of players in here. We've, we've, uh, you know, had uh, had some good success in Conference USA and maybe none better than this year, certainly. But it's a hard league and uh, yeah. you, you got to bring it every day in this league. And, you know, we're, we're hopeful that through our success, you know, we'll be able to keep keep moving forward with the program, upgrade the facilities, which is needed. And, you know, keep uh, I think the perception of our program certainly um, increased uh, in a positive way, you know, throughout this year and especially in the postseason. Right, and I know with uh, starting this uh, podcast here in the early early February and uh, getting some uh, college baseball alums and some current uh, baseball players, I had uh, Brett Smith and Jason Hartline on uh, prior to the Western Kentucky series. But I know that uh, even um, even before that, I had. Uh, you know, a couple of uh, Old Dominion baseball loves from the mid-90s, uh, Marty Plank and Kevin Gibbs and Nick Ardania that was uh, part of the 96 team and Matt Quintrero and, I mean, uh, ODU baseball there in the mid-90s was uh, won the CAA tournament three years, three years in a row. And so uh, so with the success of the, uh, of the current team, wanted to – Wanted to bring back um, some uh, Monarch baseball alums, and they were certainly uh, rooting rooting you guys on this year. Yeah, it's very gratifying. Guys like Mac Petrero in particular, who's had such a fantastic career in professional baseball. Matt was a great player here, an All-American, um, and, and just a, a fantastic player in college here. And you know, when Matt, whenever Matt's come back. Um, to you know he spoke at our banquet a few years ago and he's such a humble guy he's always you know serving other people and giving he came and talked to the team multiple times the weekend he was here and you know just the message he sends of you know how much his time here meant to him same thing with guys like Kevin Gibbs um he'd be a good guy to get on your podcast too I think Mark Uh, yeah he's had a lot of success he was a great player here professional player Olympian you know, those guys have all reached out throughout the, the season and, you know, just 
it, it means a lot to our players to have, you know, former greats just following them and, and showing the pride. The Ryan Yarboroughs, uh, guys like that, you know, have all reached back out and they're proud of the program. And, and that makes me feel good. It's very gratifying when former players come back, give back, um, you know, tweet at you on social media, um, just just show their pride for, for Old Dominion. Yes, and uh, we can't forget uh, who led the Old Dominion baseball program 95 and 96 when they won it down in Kinston, Coach Coach Guzzo. And, and now he's uh, been with you the the last few years i'm sure it's uh i'm sure it's a pleasure having uh coach guzzo here around the program the last few years well he's a living legend and you know we're all very fortunate to be able to ride his coattails so to speak i mean he's got so much wisdom and knowledge and uh just a lot of fun watching him enjoy the you know the end of the season and the the run in the conference championship and the NCAA tournament. Um, he's getting up there a little bit and doesn't get around as easy as he used to, but uh, his mind's still super sharp and giving him a hug right there after the last out when we won the conference USA tournament was really special for me personally. I mean, he's a, he's an amazing guy. I love him to death and he's a big part of our program. Certainly. Yes, and uh, so you know this year's this year's team. I mean, uh, you know, you guys were uh, reducing some of the midweek midweek games, you know, based on uh, limiting um, back and forth travel, you know, with uh, coming off of the coming off of the pandemic. But uh, you know, and then uh, what was kind of interesting was a eight game series. With with Charlotte, you know, four four in Norfolk, four in Charlotte. So uh, talk about uh, coming into this season with with last year after 10, 15 games. The season was the season was shut down there with the pandemic. Yeah, it was um, quite a challenge for everybody. You know, it's it's it's. I'm grateful that we all feel this much more normal right now. Uh, it was a long, long road to get back to that. And, you know, having to play the four-game weekends was was a tremendous challenge. I don't think anybody can appreciate how much harder adding that extra game every weekend was. And so because of that, we decided to, you know, play all, all of our midweek games prior to conference play starting. And I'm glad we did because our guys needed those extra days of rest just to get ready for the next four-game set. And the pitching certainly needed it, and, and so did the hitters. But um, yeah, the eight the eight in a row against Charlotte was, um, you know, tremendously challenging, and especially when you go down there and they beat us three out of four, and uh, you know, a real our first conference law, you know, weekend that we lost. All right. So we had to, you know, dust ourselves off, get back up off the mat because we knew we had to play them again the following weekend at home. And uh, the way we bounced back and played that weekend, you know, and, and 10 run ruled them two games in a row to, to finish that and win that series three out of four, I thought really springboarded us uh, towards the, the last part of the, of the season. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, after, after the regular season was, uh, was finished, you guys 
played a two-game series against uh, La Tech, you know, uh, had success those those two games and continued to stay down there with the with the conference tournament. But uh, but talk about you know going into the conference tournament as a as a four seed and you guys just took uh, one one game at a time and what a what a run it was down there in Louisiana. Yeah, those two games set us up with a lot of confidence. I think going into the tournament to go beat. You know, the team that won the, the western half of our division um, was ranked pretty highly two games in a row on their field uh, to get ready to play down there. And then we would go four in a row in the conference tournament, um, you know, culminated by an extra inning win uh, for the conference championship. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better than that. And, you know, to, to go down there and win six games in a row like we did, I thought was pretty special. Yeah, and uh, you know, with uh, all the technology these days, you know, see USA TV and and everything, it was definitely definitely nice to have the championship game on uh, you know CBS Sports, the the cable cable network, and having uh, I forget the play by play guy, but the analyst was uh, Bobby Valentine, you yeah. know, long time. Uh, major league manager and had a stint here with the tide. So definitely uh, nice to have the championship game on national TV. Yeah, it was. Bobby told me that morning um, I was talking to the two fellas that were going to do the game. And Bobby said, uh, you know, he couldn't say that publicly, but he was really rooting for us just because right. of his time in Norfolk. So that was neat to hear. Right. Yeah, I think it's an unread rule when you're, uh, when you're broadcasting. You really can't uh, – show uh, favoritism on who you're rooting for. <laughs> yeah, that's right, for sure. So, but, uh, hey, so so this team, I mean, uh, you guys went 44-16, and 16, you know, and on the mound, you know, Hunter Gregory and Ryan Moore, you know, definitely had uh, awesome, awesome seasons. And Ryan, Ryan they're, uh, they're against South Carolina. You know, in the regional weekend, you know what uh, what a bulldog there with uh, seven innings that he went. But uh, you know, and then coming out of the bullpen, you know, Jason Jason Hartline certainly had a great season. But uh, talk about the the pitching staff and the offense of this season. Well, I think you hit it on the head. Ryan Moore and Hunter Gregory anchored the the starting side of the pitching staff. And then, you know, for most of the season, Jason Hartline was was just our most valuable pitcher. I mean, we, we dumped him in the games in every fashion from the sixth inning on. And he really, you know, most times got us to the late guys. And uh, Aaron Holiday struggled early in the season and then got it figured out for us in the postseason really through well. Noah Dean was fantastic for us all year at the end. I mean, just uh, kept getting better and better and better. You know, was throwing the ball up to 100 miles an hour down at Louisiana Tech uh, from the left side. And so, you know, when Holiday got it figured out, it really gave us a, a nice, you know, one, two, three punch there in the bullpen. Uh, and then you threw in, you know, true freshman uh, Jacob Jacob Gomez, who came in in uh, the game one of the regional and, and kind of saved us having to come in that game early. So uh it was uh it was a good pitching staff nick pantos threw the ball well for us tommy gertner you know we we, we had uh, not a deep deep staff but the guys that were out there all threw the ball well and 
you know, there were days where we didn't have to throw it that great because we scored a lot of runs. And, um, you know, the offense was one of the best in the country and one of the best I've ever coached, certainly. Uh, and people talk about the home runs, but, you know, we're in the top five in, in the country in just about every meaningful offensive category. I mean, runs scored on base percentage, hits, extra base hits, all of those things. So slugging, uh, it was just a good group. And I think the, the main strength of the group was just the length of the lineup. I mean, you know, when you got a guy like Tommy Bell hitting in the seven hole, um, really turned the lineup over. There weren't a lot of easy innings for pitchers to catch their breath, so to speak. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and also, I mean, I know with, uh, living in the area myself since, uh, 87 and my brother going to William and Mary and at the time, old dominion and William and Mary were in the CAA. So I've definitely been following old dominion baseball for a long time, but, you know, I saw on this year's team, I mean, you have a handful of guys, a, a couple from California, uh, a uh, couple from the state of Washington, and then uh, the first baseman, uh, Matt Cutney, is uh, from from uh, Alberta. I mean, so uh, people all over the country here coming to coming to play collegiate baseball here in Norfolk. Yeah, we we're fortunate that you know we've got the means to recruit nationally, and and you know most of our high school players are either from Virginia or right up the eastern seaboard. We've got a number of good high school players uh, from the state of New Jersey. Yeah. That's been real good for us. Um, you know, a couple real good players from Richmond, Kyle Battle, Carter Trice. Uh, excuse me. But like you mentioned, Andy Gariola from California. Um, we've got some junior college players from Tacoma, Washington, and uh, some kids from kind of all over. Tommy Bell, shortstop from Dayton, Ohio. And, uh, you know, we just got to go find them wherever they are. And right. uh, you know, we've, we've got a good enough reputation, I think, regionally and nationally to to recruit a lot of good players. And certainly the success of this year will will build on that. Right. And uh, I guess I'm uh, I guess I'm showing my age, but I remember the 94 CAA tournament uh, getting out of high school and riding over to the bud, you know, for the uh, 94 CAA baseball tournament. But, you know, now. Now 2021, I guess, I guess it's kind of, you know, with now being conference, conference USA and, you know, and what the, what the standards are, I guess it's kind of, kind of hard to uh, host, host a conference, conference baseball tournament, you know, with all the means that all the, you know, all the stadium that, that you need and everything. Yeah, the, the stadium's gotten old, um, to be quite honest, and it's not up to par in terms of trying to host conference tournaments or regional tournaments, and it's something that, you know, we're all aware of, and I think, you know, the notoriety of being a one seed this year that had to go on the road because of that, um, you know, has has kind of elevated the perception of we need to, we need to fix this, and um, I'm happy of that. You know, I, I choose to support old dominion and and right. really want to take the high road on this and hope hope i'm hopeful that our success and you know the fact that we we were the only one seed that couldn't host uh will help people realize that we need some help and we need to to upgrade our facility the the program deserves it this isn't a chris finwood thing it's an old dominion thing 
and I just happen to be the the guy driving the bus here right now. But I I really want that something that I'd like to leave as part of my legacy here is is a new ballpark, and you know we're working hard to to move in that direction. Right. Yes, and I know. Uh, let's see. I didn't go to uh, I didn't go to college, but with uh, working for the government. 24 years. I know that my wife and I, we've supported uh, Old Dominion athletics here throughout the, throughout the years. And then through, uh, you know, with knowing Jason and Brett, you know, since they were in middle school, you know, and personally knowing, knowing some kids. I mean, when I met, uh, when I met you guys there on uh, Memorial Day afternoon and some of the, some of the players coming up to me saying, Hey, appreciate Appreciate the tweets, you know, it's certainly, uh, certainly nice to, uh, through social media, you know, uh, reaching out to, uh, your team and, you know, can't forget there with the, uh, with the Kirk Gibson, like home run there in oh, the yeah. championship oh, yeah. game there by, uh, Robbie, you know? Oh man. Yeah. What a cool moment. You know, uh, kids got a torn ACL and he delayed getting his surgery just so he could be a part of you know, the conference tournament and the NCAA tournament. And, you know, who, who knew that uh, he was going to get an opportunity to do that? I, I almost hit him a couple times earlier in the week and just kind of chickened out, to be quite honest. But that, that just seemed like a good moment. And, uh, you know, good players make good coaching decisions. And he, he – Robbie had a great year for us anyway. Uh, it was a shame when he got hurt. But he, um, you know – climbed in there and hit that ball out over the railroad tracks back there. I mean, it was a no, no doubter right off the bat. And watching him run around the base bases with one, one, one good ACL was kind of an amazing thing to be a part of. I mean, it's something that you just won't forget. Right. Yes. And, uh, you know, one of, uh, one of my friend's sons, uh, Kyle Butler, he was uh, he was telling me. He said, "Hey, Rags, you need to get uh, you need to get Finwood on your podcast." And I said, "Well, they're you know they're getting ready to go down to Louisiana." And he's like, "Hey, with the with the season and everything." So appreciate uh, Kyle uh, giving me the idea to reach and reaching out to you. And thanks again for yeah. uh, taking the time. And as we as we wrap up, I mean, you know, you talk about being one of the youngest. Uh, Division One coaches there at VMI, but you know, fast forward now, Old Dominion had their best season. You you collected your 500th win uh, this year. I mean, so definitely uh, foundation is was certainly uh, built here by uh, by this year's team. Yeah, without a doubt, it's very gratifying uh, in a lot of ways. But it's just a fantastic group of kids. I mean. They did everything right. They're really good students. They stayed stayed away from any kind of uh, disruptions off the field. They worked their tails off, and, you know, they accepted all the challenges. They, they beat a lot of good teams this year. And, um, you know, all the accolades they got, they certainly earned. And I'm really proud of them and our coaching staff. I mean, everybody, people have no idea how, how hard these kids and these coaches work to get to this point. And to go 44 and 16 – um, and 22 and 10 in the in the league season is a really really special accomplishment, and we're awful proud of it. 
Right. Yes, and it was uh, it was definitely definitely nice on that uh, with the atmosphere there down in down in Columbia, you know, and you guys uh, you guys knocking off the knocking off the Gamecocks, you know, certainly uh, certainly a fun fun season to uh, to follow you guys and look look forward to the twenty twenty two season and uh what now uh with it being the summer um i mean for college coaches is there any time for for a break or is it back uh, recruiting the next year well fortunately we're back to recruiting you know we had 18 months where we weren't able to recruit because of covid so yeah we're right back to recruiting we're trying to sign a couple more pitchers for next year's class uh next year's team uh and then we got to wait and see what happens with the draft the professional draft uh, July 15th this year. It's moved yeah. back from the beginning of June. So um, we'll have a number of guys, you know, get drafted possibly, and we're going to have to figure out who's going to go and who's going to be back. And, you know, that's always the challenge this time of the year. Usually in early August, um, we can get a little bit of a break, and uh, we certainly need that. You know, it's a longer season, uh, but that's what you hope for. And, right. Uh, so we're running, we're running Little League camp right now during the day, yeah. and recruiting in the afternoons and you know all of that so we're right back into the normal busy summer and thankful to be doing that right well well hey coach Finwood I uh, certainly appreciate your time and have a have a great summer and uh, look forward to seeing you at a at a football game or definitely uh, at the bud uh, next spring okay thanks so much Mark thank you. all right all right everybody so that's a wrap. Here talking about Coach Fitwood's career and the success here of uh, Old Dominion Baseball.